Welcome to the All Things Protest Podcast. I'm your host, Christian Curran, and joining me today is my co-host, Rob Sneckenberg. Today, we're going to discuss a recent GAO decision that highlights the boundaries of an agency's technical evaluation and provides an important reminder for offerors and agencies regarding the importance of really staying within the bounds of the evaluation criteria as they're set forth in the solicitation. The case is Business Integra Technology Solutions, Inc., and it involves a task order protest over a Department of State contract for IT services. So, Rob, can you walk us through the issues that GAO found with the way the agency conducted this procurement? Sure, Christian. And so this is kind of an interesting decision in that there's a long backstory, a lot of lot of issues in this protest. I mean, there was corrective action. It seems like an acrimonious procurement. And this decision itself resulted in and sustains on multiple grounds related to past performance relevancy, related to best value, trade-offs and analyses. But what we want to focus on here is the technical evaluation and specifically a weakness that the agency assigned to the protesters' proposal under the most important evaluation factor, technical approach. So the agency assigned a weakness, concluding that a portion of the protester's quotation that the protester said was an innovation was not actually innovative. It seems that the agency actually took offense that the protester was trying to claim too much in its proposal. And in fact, the agency alleged that it was a misrepresentation that was, quote, perfidious in nature, end quote for the protester to claim that its supposed innovation was actually innovative. So Rob, what did the agency mean by perfidious in nature? What were they getting at there in terms of what they were accusing BI of doing? Yeah, so it's certainly an interesting phrasing. I mean, it seems that the agency was accusing the protester of lying or trying to be deceitful or untrustworthy. If you look at dictionary.com's definition of perfidious, but accusing the protester of lying and, and just misrepresenting that things were innovative when the agency didn't think they were innovative. But as colorful language aside, GAO held that the solicitation here allowed offerers to propose innovative things, but it didn't allow the agency to penalize an offerer if it proposed something that the agency just didn't agree was innovative. GAO held that certainly the agency isn't required to give an offerer a strength if something that's supposedly innovative isn't actually innovative. But the agency here went too far in contravening the solicitation in penalizing the offer, and in fact assigning a weakness under the most important evaluation factor just for something that maybe it wasn't innovative, but it wasn't a weakness. So given the extent to which the agency penalized as characterized by the weakness as characterized by the most important evaluation factor, and seemingly, you know, as further characterized by the agency's strenuous defense of, of this evaluation, GAO sustained that protest ground. So, Rob, why was the agency so concerned over this purported misrepresentation issue? Where did it come from? Yeah, I mean, it's not entirely clear. It seems that the specific alleged misrepresentation or the innovations at issue, so the protester was the incumbent contractor. And the agency claimed that the supposed innovations were things that were already being performed under the existing contract. And thus, maybe it was a stretch for the incumbent who knew about these things were already being performed. Maybe the agency thought it was a stretch to claim them as innovative. But again, likewise, GAO held that it was also a stretch for the agency to penalize the incumbent in this manner. It might have just been a matter of degree in this particular case, but the real takeaway from this seems to be that 
if you're going to propose something and claim that it's innovative in your proposal, an agency doesn't have to give you credit if that is not actually innovative, but they can't go to the other extreme and penalize you for something if your proposal you know, didn't otherwise not meet the solicitation requirements or something like that. And in the context of this case, I mentioned at the outset that there were multiple sustained issues. So maybe if this were the only issue in a, in a case, maybe one weakness might not have mattered. But given the number of flaws in this procurement and the specific strenuous defense that the agency put forth on this issue, it is helpful to have this clarity that even if an innovation might not be innovative, that's not necessarily licensed for an agency to penalize an offer's proposal. Right. I think you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, the bottom line is that the innovation is not a requirement, right? It's something that's proposed to go above and beyond a requirement. So whether an offeror gets credit for that is separate and apart from whether or not they've proposed to meet the solicitation requirements in the remainder of their proposal, right? Yeah, exactly. And again, you know, if you're proposing against the solicitation, this just gets back to, to the golden rule, which is read the solicitation and respond to it and make sure you understand what's required. And you know, it certainly can be helpful to propose things above and beyond. And this decision should give you some support for the notion that even if you come up short of your ultimate goals with the above and beyond aspects of your proposal, it can help to reach for those aspects. Because as long as you're not failing to meet a specific requirement, then you shouldn't be subject to a weakness or certainly not to the degree that occurred here. Yeah, and I think one other potential takeaway here, I mean, although the protester was successful here, you still need to be careful when you're an incumbent in characterizing what you've done on the incumbent contract when you're proposing to the same agency. Because if the agency thinks that you're taking any liberties with what you've done or where the ideas came from, that could come back to haunt you. And obviously, we don't have the record here. We don't know whether the agency's characterization was reasonable or the the protesters was. But GAO sided with the protester in the, in the sense that the evaluation criteria weren't met. But be that as it may, it's, it's just a cautionary tale that you just want to be careful with what you're putting in the proposal. And, and as we've discussed before, when you're the incumbent, you need to walk a fine line because you can't just rely on your incumbent status to say, that well, the agency should have known that I did this, that, or the other thing, but you also don't want to overplay your hand in certain instances if the agency is going to call you on it. And with that, we'll wrap it up for today. As always, thanks for listening. The All Things Protest podcast is brought to you by Kroll & Mooring LLP. You can find more information at kroll.com slash allthingsprotest.